Life Audio. The Ryan Reese Show from Southern California. This is The Ryan Reese Show. Post your questions using at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Are you ready? All right. I am excited for this show tonight. So I'm actually currently, I've uh, been traveling uh, to, to Asia, and now I'm in the Philippines for this particular show. And I'm actually at Calvary Chapel Talagai with uh, Pastor Tony Reyes, who's in studio. As you can see him if you're watching uh, YouTube right now, but if you're on the radio stations, we are here, and you are a native to the Philippines. That's right. That's awesome. So look, at I have done hundreds of shows over the last six years and i have never done a church planting show and i've literally been trying to do a church planting show for for a couple years now and everyone that i want to book to get into the studio is out of town church planting and now here i am in the philippines with a church planter you so i said you know what we brought our radio studio stuff let's let's get the show you know, just over the last, um, just for the listeners, over the last uh, three days, we've been out here in, in the Philippines. We came here um, on a mission to bring the kill the noise to the schools. That's right. Now, when I met you, we were uh, back in probably like three months ago. We were down at a conference down in Peru right. um, with Calvary Chapel Trujillo with all those guys down there. And we met backstage because you were there to present to talk about. Church planning, yes. right? I didn't even know that because our, our interactions were so quick right. uh, just because due to the conference, there were so many people and all that stuff. But um, you said, hey, Ryan, I love what you guys are doing. I would love to get you to the Philippines, but I have no connections to the schools. And I said, awesome. That's pretty much everyone's reaction when we, when we talk about this. And I said, well, you know what? If God wants us to go to the Philippines, he will, uh, where God guides, God provides. That's kind of been a, a thing within the Calvary Chapel movement that we've We've been taught through uh, Chuck Smith. And you know what? I don't just say it because it's taught to us. It's literally true. It got, where God guides, God provides. That's how you know you aren't forcing anything. So they, they went back to, to the Philippines from, from Lima, Peru. And a couple of weeks later, I, I got a call from him uh, or text saying, hey, um, call me. I got good news. I, I met with him. And basically, he ended up in a meeting with the mayor of uh, one of the mayors here in, in the, in the, in the city and the doors, long story short, opened up for us to go into the schools. So then we prayed that God would provide financially. Uh, we ended up getting an anonymous check for $5,000, which covered a couple flights, hotels and food. And now here we are and the schools have opened up and we are seeing kids running to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now you're, I'm going to get you going here in a minute, but I do want to just kind of paint the picture here of what's going on in the Philippines, just from what I know, but we're going to really impact this whole thing. But this is the gay capital of the world, which, which Tony told me about. And we see like we were in a school the other day and we saw probably like, you know, you said there's like 20% of the kids that look seems like, seems yeah. like it. I, I'm seeing a lot of it as well. So what you're seeing is, is, is true. But here we are, and the gospel is going forth, and they're totally open. Why? Because kids are the same around the world. Wherever you go, if I'm in Australia, if I'm in Peru, if I'm in America, L.A., New York, England, kids are the same. Why? Because they're watching the this, this screen time, 6 to 11 hours a day. They're watching the same stuff. They're experiencing the same stuff. And guess what they're watching? Garbage in your body, garbage out. Jesus has a, a, talks about some scripture that says about that. It's not what goes in and what comes out of your heart. But what you're watching, the eyes of light to the body, what you're putting in 
it ends up coming out. And we are seeing kids get saved. And that's leading up to this conversation. Why is it important to have church plants? Because there is a great need. People globally are hungry for the gospel. And the world is massive. And there's not enough churches, believe it or not. And you might be living in a Tennessee. You might be in L.A. where there's churches all over, mega churches. It's not like that. When you leave your little bubble, we need churches that need to be global. So, Tony, let's get into this now that they kind of know the premises of this conversation. Were you, where'd you grow up in the Philippines? Were you grew up in this city? or No, I grew up in Manila. Okay. Well, tell me a little bit about that growing up. And, and I know that you ended up leaving here and going to America. What was that process? Well, I grew up uh, Catholic. I went to an uh, all-boys Catholic school since first grade. Uh, all the way through uh, high school, I graduated there. And in college, I went uh, to a Catholic university in Manila. And after graduation, um, I went to the U.S. for my first job. But it was during my college years that I met the Lord Jesus. So, uh, yes. interesting enough, it's, it's, there's a lot of Catholicism here, right? In, yes. In the Philippines? Yes. Okay. Got I it, got it. Probably like 85% or, or around that. Right, right. So <laughs> so they, they grew up with religion around them. That's what's good about when you talk about Jesus and a relationship. Did you find Jesus in America? No, I found here. him in college here in, in, in Manila. Oh, okay, okay. So then what, was, what led you to leave here and go to America? Well, I had a, a petition from uh, my parents mm-hmm. uh, to go and immigrate to the United States. Okay. So right after finishing college, I went to the United States. I worked for a year. Okay. And then God called me uh, to come back to the Philippines, and I started my, um, my education for the ministry Here. Uh, in Manila, mm-hmm. uh, in the Philippines for a year, and then went back to the States for further uh, training. Oh, for really? Yes. So where did you end up planting yourself in the, when you went back for the training in, in America? Well, uh, New York State, I got uh, married in, uh, in 1988. And uh, my wife and I uh, lived in New York State, and I planted my first church in 1990, two years was, later. Now, after. what was that? Was that a Calvary Chapel or a different denomination? No, I only met, uh, got connected with Calvary Chapel mm-hmm. uh, around nine, uh, 2009. 2009. Yes. Got it, Old got Bridge, it. Calvary Chapel, Old Bridge, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Awesome. Okay, so now, what was the point, because I was talking to your wife yesterday, and you know, you guys were talking with your kids, and we're like, yeah, we're going to be here forever. Like, this is kind of where we're going to be. And then there was a change of, of heart of like, hey, well, I think we're actually going to be going now to the Philippines. Because, like, you know, the rest of your family, your kids are growing up there in America. Yes. So that, what was some confirmations that kind of led you to knowing, to knowing that you need to go to the Philippines? Okay, that's a great question because <laughs> that's going to lead us into church planting. Yes. When... Um, uh, when I w- we were in the United States, you know, I had a family there. You know, my wife was working, and uh, she's making like six figures. And uh, I had a little business, and we were, you know, serving uh, at Old Bridge, Calvary Chapel, Old Bridge. I was an elder there, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, life was good. I, we had our own house. We had our kids with us. Yeah, four children. And but God's call, you know, God was calling me uh, back to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I knew that for sure, and we made that that big step. Uh, in 2016, January, you know, cutting the long story short, yeah. we left everything. We flew to the Philippines, just my wife and I. We left all our kids. We sold our house, you know, sometime later. Mm-hmm. Um, and my youngest kid was uh, just in college, so we could leave, mm-hmm. uh, just my wife and I. And uh, we landed uh, at a place called Talisay, Batangas. We were just there last 
Thursday, Friday, oh, yeah. these past two days. Right. We didn't know a single person <clears throat> when we landed, and God had given us uh, previously a, a, a lot, a place uh, there, uh, just a lot, and we just overgrown weeds. Like literally like over just all trees and weeds. Big, big that's lot. It. That's it. You know, like you saw there, <laughs> yeah. you were there yesterday, and you saw what was around it, still like all vacant yeah. property. That was our place when we arrived. Yeah. Yeah, but now you saw how beautiful. Yeah. The so, place. so this is what I love about this. This how you're going to talk about this. You guys stepped out. You received a lot. So where God guides, God provides. Amen. Right. Show up. Don't know anyone, and you get a lot on the hill, which actually is is an amazing uh, location as well, like the view and everything. But then, what was the process? Because you have no money, and you're coming to church plant, and you got a lot, and you don't know anyone. So that's you know you're kind of. Don't got much going on. Yeah, I can relate to Abraham when God yeah. called him to leave his country and come to a place yep. which he didn't really know. Mm-hmm. And he just had the faith to obey. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like my story. I knew God was calling us back to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. God had provided a lot. Um, you know, we just trusted the Lord. God, mm-hmm. that God would, would provide, you know, to fulfill the vision that he had given me, which was to really train church planters. That's okay. all I knew. Uh, you know, like Abraham, he, all he knew was that God was calling him and he was going to be the father of many nations. All I knew was that God was calling us to come back to the Philippines and we would be training church planters. I didn't know how that would look like, mm-hmm. but God, you know, led me step by step. So mm-hmm. in 2016, um, I got connected uh, around Ju- June, you know, like uh, uh, June or July uh, to uh, uh, a friend of mine who, who told me about Dynamic Church Planting International, mm-hmm. which had a, an annual conference in the Philippines. And he said, you should attend this conference, you know. And so uh, I flew in from the United States on the first day of the, se- of the conference. I went to the conference. I was late. Uh, they said, you can't come in. You're late. You're not registered. Uh, I just happened to know the owner of the place. And mm-hmm. so he got me in. And uh, so I, I attended the first module of Dynamic Church Planting International, and the uh, world, our world zone leader for DCPI or Dynamic Church Planting International, Dr. John Bond from Australia, he talked to me. He said, "You know, what, what do you want to do?" And I said, mm-hmm. "I'm going to start a church planting school." And he said, "What's your curriculum?" I said, "I don't know yet." And he said, "You know, why, why don't you just you know use our curriculum?" Oh, we right. have there seven we have modules. It. We have seven modules. Uh, you, you're attending the first module, which is a three-day module. Right. So just, you know, we're, we're, you can do it. You can, we're offering you, the, giving you the authority to use our curriculum. Wow. And I, I, and I thought about it for about maybe five, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this is a no-brainer. Yeah. I, loved, I was in the middle of the module, and I loved it. Yeah. And it, I was being given the privilege to use all modules in our school that, you know, it's not yet existing, but, you know, yeah. I was planning. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hard thing to actually kind of assemble all that. I mean, these guys have been doing it for a long time. For many years. No, no exactly. At that point, about maybe 25 years. Yeah, no-brainers. I love it. Okay, so then, so you got that, but then how did you actually develop the land to create is that what's next in the story is developing the land to create the school because you got the right. you got the curriculum right. you got the lot right. but you got no money right. and you got to make a building right so <laughs> the first thing I did you know on the vacant yeah. lot was you know just start building and I knew a little bit about building and I, I hired some you know some workers and I started mm-hmm. building you know the, the bathroom and then putting a room on top of the bathroom right. for, for my wife and I and uh, so um, I asked help from our church, Calvary Chapel, Old Bridge, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to, to send some guys to help. And we had our first mission trip in October 2016. Yeah. 
Uh, there were, and then we had four other mission trips. Yeah. Uh, and that really helped us, you know, gave build us, the whole gave thing. Us a, boost you know yeah. and uh, and so god uh, provided uh you know initially in that way for our building that's amazing uh, yeah but initially i was just using my own funds yeah you know to, to build us a, a little room you know yeah and, yeah no that's that's amazing but you know i've seen you know with my our church too we've done several trips to down to columbia to build a mission and it, it takes a lot of work and people come and donate their time yes. which is also about church planning as well yes. you you got this other guys that are like well i can't go on live in 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 philippines or africa but i could go on a two-week trip or a week and i could go build the what what they need you know what i mean very crucial so then you built a compound and then what 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 is next in the church planning is is being able to you got to get people to come right how do you how do you recruit people? so um after uh i started attending the the dcpi modules uh, God gave me uh, a vision. You know, it started forming a vision in my mind of what the school would look like. Right. And so uh, in my mind, I wanted uh, all seven modules to be our curriculum. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that, all seven modules, within three months in one location. It has never been done in the 25 years or so history of dynamic church planting at really? that point. And so uh, it was a unique vision, and but that's what God was calling me. And so I... Uh, I traveled all over the Philippines uh, for several months just to get all the modules so I would be able to have all the curriculum and be right. able to teach it. It got certified. Um, but it, did, it wasn't until October 2018, so about two years. Right. It took me two years to build a, a facility that mm-hmm. we could use. Um, and then so a week before we started in October 2018, we had zero students. Mm-hmm. So people were... St- were telling me, you know, uh, who's going to be your student? You have nothing. Yeah. I said, God's going to send them. Yeah. And when we started our first day, we had 18 church planters. Wow, that's amazing. That's how we started. That, that's, that's, that's a big, for people that start up uh, schools of ministry. Uh, it, it was my wife and I who taught. That's amazing. So, okay, so then how long is the, how long is the whole program to, to church plant? For some of the students, well, do they live uh, on campus? Yeah, do no, they, they don't live in campus. These are all uh, mostly pastors already yeah. who wanted to uh, do church planting. Learn how to multiply, right. Learn how to multiply. Okay. So I had 18 of them, and I had them for the first class, which was uh, three days, right? And then um, uh, so they knew that this was a seven-module you know, uh, course over three months, and we're, we, we were going to do this twice a year. Mm-hmm. So we had like the first class, second class, in one year. And so, uh, long, long story short, uh, despite the pandemic, uh, we, we have done like six classes, mm-hmm. six classes. That's and, amazing. Uh, um, and, uh, so out of those six classes, we have, and, and we've been training as well. And, and of course, because the vision is that, uh, those we train, we, we tell them and we want to make sure that they do the same thing that they would go and train other church planters right? who will train other church planters. On top of, they would go and plant churches that will plant churches that will plant churches. By the way, the name mm. of our ministry yeah. is 222 Church Multiplication Network. I forgot to, to oh, oh, because yeah. that's everything flows from, from that name. Right. God had given me that name mm. uh, because that's what he wanted us to do. He wanted us to multiply churches. That's so 222 comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, mm-hmm. where Paul says to his son in the faith, Timothy, the things you have learned from me mm-hmm. among many witnesses, these things commit to faithful men who will be able to teach or train others also. So it's like four generations mm-hmm. of disciple making, beginning with Paul to Timothy mm-hmm. to faithful men 
and then to others. Right. And God told me before we even left uh, the United States that I'm going to use this principle of multiplication of disciples. I'm going to use it in your life, in your ministry, to multiply churches. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that meant. but That's, that's what, amazing. Yeah, that's I, what God, I love I, that. And that's why I took the name, 222, yeah. trusting that God will multiply churches. At that point, I didn't know, you know, anything. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I had no idea what he was going to do. And so uh, we did it. We trained the first batch. We told them to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, not all of them did it. You know, only a few yeah. really did it. Mm-hmm. But even with those few, in four and a half years that we've been doing this, we have trained over 5,000 church planters. That is insane. That is amazing. Okay, because so. Because of the multiplication. Yeah, Not right. because of oh, me. Shoot. Yes, you know? exactly. And as a result of all these trainings, we have helped plant over 200 churches. Wow. That, and, and is that global? Is that Philippines or? Well, uh, mostly Philippines, but we have planted the first Calvary Chapel in Bangladesh, the country of Bangladesh. Okay. We have a trainer there, and then we have a training center in Dhaka in Bangladesh. So there, now there's going to be multiplication. Yes, in, in that Bangladesh. is so amazing. And these, this is how these, you know, this is how these church churches start, you guys. They with a little church plant and then it grows and then it develops and you multiply and that's how you spread the gospel to the ends of the earth jesus says you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere to the ends of the earth and that's exactly what's happening so okay so uh give us um let's talk a little bit more about this uh curriculum so you got you have students going there now um how do you how do you let people know about this how can people come find out about your church plant and how can they get involved or right, right. we just really promote by word of mouth word of mouth okay I, I do a screening you know and mm-hmm. i ask them for just to, for an application right and i do a personal interview mm-hmm. make sure that they are church planters that they're called or called to 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 become church planters yeah because i don't want to waste my time yeah you know with, with someone who is not even called as a church planter. i'm glad you brought that up okay so like what is the so we're going to talk to someone that doesn't know anything about this, okay? So what is the qualifications? What where does someone need to be in their relationship with Christ to to be able to get involved and go after church planting? Well, first of all, of to course, he's got to be a, a, a Christian, obviously, yeah. and yeah. then he's got to have a call to the ministry. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're called to ministry, you know, you know it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know that you know that you're called to the ministry. And so I just ask for discernment, you know, and when mm. I talk to people, uh, you know, from God, uh, if they're really cold and, mm. and I just take a chance with them. I want to I want to unpack that. How speaking to people that are listening now, how would one know that they're called? Because there's there's a lot of people that are they want to follow God as far as like they're like, God, use my life for whatever. And maybe they're being called right now. Maybe they're getting those, those, those promptings from the Holy Spirit. Maybe things are happening, but they don't actually know that they're being called. They yes. just feel like, oh, yes. I don't know. I feel maybe emotional towards it. Yes. What, how does one know? Or you can talk about how you know, knew that you were called and what happened, what things kind of lined up with God that you knew that you knew. I love your question because I actually uh, have you know, my own you know, way of knowing. Yeah. And I yeah. say this to everybody yeah. who attends our trainings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I tell them that if you're here in this training, mm-hmm. you are called. Okay. How do I know that you're called? Right. If you're in our training, mm-hmm. it's because Jesus said the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Yeah. You're not going to be, yeah. you're not, God's not <laughs> going to bring you here yeah. out of the millions of people in the world, out of the millions of Christians yeah. in the world, mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to be here, and you're going to receive training for church planting, and you're not called. 
Yeah. Uh, the only way that you're not going to be a church planter, or by the way, being a church planter uh, doesn't mean that you're the you're the one that's actually going to be the pastor or you're going to be the lead. You know. That's interesting. Planter. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, church planting cannot happen without a team. Right. Yeah. You, know, you can't yeah. just be do a one man band. You you cannot. Yeah. You got. You need a lot of people. You know, to support you. Yeah. Just like you have a team. You know, a- you can't absolutely. Be by no. It's just like church planting. Exactly. And so, uh, you know, I, I tell them, you know, you don't have to be the lead pastor, but you could be the worship leader. You could be the children's ministry leader. You could be just a, a supporter financially in prayer. But you're part of the team. And you're, if you're here in this training, mm-hmm. you are it. You know, it's, this is not an accident. I tell them, mm. uh, you know, there's a hard, this is plentiful. The workers are few. It's not an accident that you're here. God's called you. That is huge. I, I literally never knew. I thought you had to have a, like, be a pastor, teaching pastor to be able to go church plant because you would be the guy that would be teaching. But it could be anyone, and it, the team comes together to actually do the church plant. That is amazing. That is amazing. My mind is blown right now. Okay, so now, how did you know? So you just explained to be called, but how did you know that you were called? What was it? How did God confirm to know, to know that you're like, I need to go to the Philippines and I need to start this. And I don't know anyone there because that is huge. I know by faith, but there, there had to be some confirmation. I love that question because uh, I can tell you exactly how I know for sure. Mm. You know, um, Jesus gave the Great Commission and we all know the Great Commission go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. teaching them everything I've commanded you, and I will be with you always to the end of the age, mm-hmm. right? So we, all Christians, are called to make disciples, mm-hmm. okay? So that's, you know, that, that, that is absolutely, you know, clear. And I'm the type of person uh, that always asks myself, how can I do, be the, the most effective how can I do th- this most effectively, uh, you know, p- possible? And, and, and that is, how do I make disciples the most effective way possible? That's, that's how I, my mind operates. And so uh, God just told me, you know, uh, from the Word of God, it's through church planting. Mm-hmm. Because when you plant a church in an area where there is no church, mm-hmm. then you uh, grow uh, disciples. It's not just one person. You're going to make yeah. multiple disciples, mm-hmm. and those disciples obviously will be able to make more disciples compared to just one person. Mm-hmm. And so a church in an area, in a location where there's no church, is the most effective way to fulfill the Great Commission. And we're called to, to make disciples of all nations. So, so that means you know, we, we, every, every person on earth must hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the best way for that to happen is for every community to have a church right. in the Philippines, right, right. and this is yeah. part of how I know. Yeah, uh, and, and I didn't know the exact statistics, but I knew that yeah. the Philippines is a Catholic country, and there's yeah. a lot of places where churches are needed. And 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 now I know that statistically, uh, we have forty-two thousand villages we call barangays. Right? Oh, oh yeah, that's what and those half are of that, about twenty thousand, you know, a little less than half do not have a Christian church. That's of those are in Muslim areas, many of them. Right, them. right. And we have Muslim areas in the Philippines. And so God has, you know, there's a lot, a big work in the Philippines. Yeah. And this is why I know that, you know, I'm in the right place to uh, multiply trainings that will multiply church planters, that will multiply churches planted. You know, that's yeah. just, just the way I see it. I was just thinking, because this morning when I woke up, I knew that we were going to be doing an interview, and I was thinking about, 
man, if there's someone that is called to be in a church, to do a church plant, and now actually open it up more, it's not just a pastor. It's like, it could be an evangelist. It could be a worship leader. It could be someone that wants to just come down and fund it and build a team or whatever, whoever, right? Whosoever. Um, the Philippines is ripe. Amen. I mean, if you really want to get your get into church planning and be in a place where you could actually have conversations with people about God and they're open and they're responding and they're actually giving their life to Christ, like this is the place that you. I mean, you've seen it. It's amazing. I mean. Sh- it's just amazing. So you definitely, I would definitely look into uh, me. This is my first time actually being in the Philippines doing ministry. I came here a long time ago with my dad, and he was he was showing his film back here uh, back in the day. But me being here just for a few days and being in the public school system with you know non the non Christian kids, uh, they are they are ripe for it. So I would highly consider that. Okay, cool. So okay, so you you've talked about the call. Um, you've talked about what, what qualifies you to, to want to be a church plant. Um, cause you don't want to, you don't, you need to make sure. And I, I, I want to kind of hone in on this. You need to make sure before you go after to get involved in ministry that, you know, you count the cost, you know, Jesus talks about the, about counting the cost is like, there are costs involved. Like, I mean, here <laughs> you left your, you left your college kids in America yes. because you were called and they understand that God called you to this this place that yes. that needs uh god desperately and and even like you know with you bring your family maybe you might even be taking your family out of the country uh from from a different country to another country there's there's cost you know and you want to make sure that you know what you're getting into you're going to see god move it's going to be awesome but also you got to count the cost because you know it's it's going to be uh it's going to be a journey it's going to yes. be ups and downs like a roller coaster and Maybe um, maybe you can kind of speak into some of the obstacles, the highs and the lows of of, of church planning, of you seeing God move, and then also just some of the, the things that have been, um, you know, that you had to, to work through through doing this stuff, you know. Sure. Um, I think uh, the story that my wife uh, uh, shares every now and then uh, really paints the picture. You know, yeah. we were in the plane coming here to the Philippines mm-hmm. the first time, uh, you know, uh, for good, uh, that was January 2016, mm. and my wife says, you know, that um, while while we were on the plane, uh, she sees looks at me, and I was, you know, fast asleep mm. on the plane, mm. but she was crying mm. because she we had left our children, you know, we had left everything, and so and she was thinking, you know, how how could this guy be, you know, so peaceful and asleep, you <laughs> yeah. know, and and I, I'm I'm here a wreck, and I left everything, I left yeah. my children, yeah. Uh, and so she realized that, you know, we were being called by God. That's the cost. That's yeah. the cost that we had to pay. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and so, but, but, you know, the cost doesn't stop there. It's, you know, uh, we have a saying in, in uh, Dynamic Church Planting uh, International that if you're a church, a church planter, you are in trouble. You yeah. have a big target behind your back. Mm. And the devil always tries to hit your bullseye. Always. Uh, always, constantly. So uh, if you're a church planter, you are in trouble. Uh, it, it costs a lot. It costs it, daily a lot. In, in, in ministry, like even with myself, because, you know, I'm an evangelist and I, I travel and stuff. And, and like God uses me on the road. Like that's like God uses me on the Great Commission, right, which is like church planting basically, right? We go out, we get it done. 
but but also that I'm pulled away from my family as well. Yeah. So it's harder too because my family's at home, my wife, my kids. So that you know, but these are part of of the costs. And you know, my wife goes, you know, I don't understand because she used to travel all over the place, you know, for 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 her work, you know, right. all over the globe because she used to manage a, some some professional athletes. But I said, you know, and I used to too when I used to work in the skateboard industry, travel. But it's so different now, tra- traveling. Just to do like events and 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 be, speak at conferences or you know do presentations or whatever, versus when you're actually showing up and you're preaching the gospel and people are giving their life to Christ, which is taking them from one side of eternity and placing them on the other. Huge difference. That's why I travel 20 hours to get to the Philippines. Yeah. Because you know all of us were sitting on the plane and we know when we get there, kids are going to give their life to Christ. Amen. Kids are depressed or not going to be depressed. Get people that have anxiety, you know, God's going to touch people's lives and deliver them immediately. Some, he's going to walk through it with them. But nevertheless, they're going to hear about a relationship with Jesus. And that's why we count the cost because we know God is good and what he's going to do. And we're going to be going to break right now. So um, I want to encourage you guys, go to, uh, go to my YouTube channel, Ryan Reese Official. Uh, subscribe and you will get all the past shows. I think we have like six to seven y- years of shows of you know, all kinds of different people that I interview uh, globally. And uh, also go to the whosoevers.com. And if you want to book us to come out to go uh, bring the Great Commission, uh, to, to come accent your church and do ministry in the streets, do ministry in your church, that's what we do. And we work with all different churches all around the world. Um, whenever, however, just contact us at the whosoevers and uh, we'll get back to you and let you know our earliest convenience. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I have Pastor. Uh, Tony Ray is out here in the Philippines from Calvary Chapel. T. Talagai. Talagai. More of the Ryan Reese Show coming up. Post your questions at Ryan Reese on his Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Alrighty, we are back. And just for you guys uh, tuning in, I am actually in the Philippines. What impacts you every day? 
There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. In Telegai, Philippines at Calvary Chapel, tell a guy with pastor tony reyes um i met him in peru as i'll say at the beginning of the show at a missions conference with calvary chapel trujillo we talked about coming out here we prayed god opened the doors boom here we are invading the public school system and we it's like we entered a revival everyone's getting saved it's amazing but the first half we just uh the first half of the show we were talking about um about there actually he's a church planner out here and tell a guy, and you guys are able to come out and be a part. They've uh, planted over 5,000 churches. Oh, no, ch- uh, we trained over 5,000 church planters and planted over 200 churches in uh, four and a half years. There it is right there. So if you guys are interested, you could definitely look them up and check it out. But now the second half, we want to get into also within this church they have here, they have uh, CBI, which is Calvary Bible Institute. And you know what? I have not interviewed anyone about CBI either. Oh. So that's, this is why I want to use this opportunity Excited. to just not. You are the representative for the church plant and the CBI on my show in six years. Wow. So what an honor. Let's, um, so first of all, what is Calvary Chapel, uh, Calvary CB, or what is it? Calvary Bible, Bible Institute. Institute. What is it? What is it? Well, um, it is a, uh, a one-year Bible institute, mm-hmm. and uh, let me uh, tell you how I got started. I, yeah. It's been in my heart to start a, a Bible institute here in our church, Calvary Chapel, Tagay, Thai City. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, but I didn't know wh- how. I didn't know where to start. And so last year, May, uh, I was in, at the East Coast Pastors Conference in Philly, and I met Pastor Jarrell Hagerman, who started CBI, uh, and it started in California, Joshua Springs, Joshua mm-hmm. Tree. And so I, I told him, you know, um, I want to start a Bible institute. Can you help me? And it's funny because he said, you know, I'm helping Hawaii. I'm helping this and that. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not you know, I'm not, let's pray about it. Yeah. And so uh, uh, shortly, a few minutes after that, I got to speak, uh, address the, the whole thing. It was a missions conference and uh, for like five minutes. Then afterwards, he, he comes up to me and says, I'm going to help you. And so we sit down over lunch, and he says, I'm going to help you. Long story short, 
after uh, uh, like what uh, eight months, we started Calvary Bible Institute just this past January. Amazing. And uh, so, but Calvary Bible Institute basically <clears throat> is a very simple program. We go through the whole Bible, all the books of the Bible, mm-hmm. you know, from uh, cover to cover, from uh, verse by verse. Teaching, some, teaching, teaching, it, okay. teaching it verse by verse to our students. Besides other uh, ministry subjects and skills yeah. and all mm-hmm. that that we, we teach our students, including church planting. Mm-hmm. We go through all that we've discussed earlier, yeah. all seven modules of Dynamic Church Planting International. Within the program. Within the program. Wow. And not only that, uh, I tell our students... At least our students. This is not for all CBIs, by the way. This yeah. is our, each CBI, by the way, is different. Right. Right now, I think there's over 10 CBIs all around the world. Mm. And uh, our CBI is just because we have this passion for church planting. And uh, so I tell them, you, you, when you graduate, you'll be church planters. Either you'll be a church, lead church planter or you'll be support. You'll be a part of a team because... By the time they graduate, we would have started planning a church. Mm-hmm. So we are now we we now have a project to plant a church. Actually, we're going there on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's our target at a place called Anilao and Tingloy Island, uh, where right now there's an oil spill, and but God is using that uh, for us so, to be able to help. Them. So that's we're going there. Actually, that's going to be the next church plant that you're looking for. So yes. we're going into the schools. Yes, and we're going to start there by talking to the students about Jesus yes. and then praying that next a church plant can happen. Yes. That's amazing. I call it it's exciting. sowing the seeds. We're so, going to be yeah. sowing seeds. Yep. And then, um, you know, that's going to, you know, we will be praying that it will, it will uh, you know, uh, uh, end up in, a, in an actual church. That's amazing. Okay, let's, let's get to us back to CBI as well because we know that church planting is part of that program, which is phenomenal as well. That's awesome. Now, uh, when they would come in, so a student would come for, like, what? Is it 10 months? Is it a year? Yes, it's 10 months. So uh, we started mid-January. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were so honored to have uh, the founder, uh, Pastor Jarrell Hagerman, here uh, as our first teacher to open us up. Mm-hmm. And we have many different kinds, uh, different Calvary Chapel pastors right. uh, teaching, mm-hmm. coming from the United States, all over the world, coming here to teach for a week or two weeks. Right. So that's the program. Mm-hmm. And whenever we don't have an invited speaker... Or teacher, I, I teach. And so far we've been t- uh, going through uh, many books already. And so it's a 10-month program, like I said. Yeah. And they, it's a live-in program. Live-in, right. Live-in program. All students live in the campus. Uh, when We don't have our own. We're just renting out different facilities. Also, um, very uh, unique about this as well is that every, all the students uh, rotate in all of our, the ministries of our church. We're a small church. But we have a lot of ministries. And so every two months they rotate. And the first month they get to assist the, the leader of the ministry, be it worship ministry or uh, children's ministry. And then the second month they get to lead the ministry. So they're getting the hands-on training. Yes. You're learning scriptures, but then you're getting the hands-on training. Yes. They, they, they shadow and then they lead. Absolutely. Which is yes. amazing. Also, the other thing is when they're, when they're in the classroom, like how does it work with the teaching? How, how many hours a day are they studying? Like what, what's a day look like, I guess? Yeah, the day starts uh, <clears throat> for them at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, where all of them gather here in our classroom, uh, which is also our sanctuary, and they mm-hmm. listen to the audio Bible. So uh, for, for the 10 months, they would have listened through the whole Bible. So that's one way that we're sure they have listened uh, through the whole Bible. Yeah, that's awesome. And then, um, you know, they have their breakfast, and then they come back here promptly at 8 o'clock. I'm very strict with time. And uh, we start our classes from 8 to 12. 
8 to 12. And that's the academic classes. Mm -hmm. In the afternoons, they, 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 uh, they do all their other assignments. You know, uh, whatever books of the Bible we do not cover in class, mm -hmm. uh, they would listen to the Chuck right. Smith mm -hmm. tracks. Right. Uh, so that this way they get to uh, uh, study all of the books of the Bible. That's amazing. As in-depth as possible. Awesome. I, act, I got a chance to go through the whole, I finally finished the whole uh, C3000 series. Right. And I'm halfway through the, right. but I got, I got it all locked yeah. up in the, because he has all the in-depths too. Yes. And, 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 the, and I want to plug this um, for you listeners. Go ahead and check out, uh, it's called The Word for Today, and it's an app. And it has all of the founder of Recovery Chapel, all of his Bible studies are all there uh, from different years. If him going through the Bible uh, in-depth and all topical and just, it's awesomeness. Get there. You know. Yeah. So on weekends, they uh, again in the afternoons. Besides those, uh, they they uh, they start their own Bible study. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that they that they have to do. They uh, they they start their own one-on-one -on -one discipleship mm -hmm. with with a person. They lead to the Lord. They do evangelism as a lifestyle. Uh, I I ask them to meet uh, at least one new person that they don't know every day. So five a week. That's amazing. And, and uh, I ask them to to meet. Uh, at least five people in our church every week, so this way they get to sh you know, learn how to shepherd people mm -hmm. uh, and encourage people. And they get they have to start their own small group Bible study, mm. and this is like basic. If you want to be in ministry, that's what we do. We start Bible studies. Right, we have to learn that now. And so um, a lot of these practical things. Yeah, we and and just in the last two mm. months, uh, we've gone through like four mission trips. You know, and uh, most people, I mean, I've been through seminary. I've never had one mission trip. I've never, I didn't learn a, I didn't learn a thing about church planting. I didn't learn a thing about, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh -huh. but here in two months, they've done like more than I've gone through my seminary <laughs> years. That's awesome. I love. We're, we're very hands-on. I love, and you know what? That's what people want. I want that. Yeah. You know, that I love the hands-on doing it it's, and you know what the model is it's it's the jesus model amen right jesus called them i love like we're, we're i love the the biblical stuff like when you see what jesus did jesus called them he walked with them and he taught them the word you guys are they're here they're going through the books of the bible he taught the, the disciples the word and he showed them hands on how to do it and they made mistakes and he just kept showing them and showing them and they did it for three years, and this is only a one-year training. Amen. Can I Take tell it? you a story about yeah. uh, a couple uh, who are students in our? Yeah, uh, you know them, Anthony and Kate. Yeah, yeah. they're they're from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. They're as uh, white as can be. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I met them. Uh, <laughs> Italians. Uh, yeah, Italians and uh, <laughs> some other, I guess, Irish. I met them, and uh, they heard me uh, speak at one of the uh, breakfast, and then um, and they said, you know, can we talk to you? Uh, you know, uh, and so we gathered uh, for breakfast, and they said, we want to be. God, we feel God's calling us to be missionaries, mm -hmm. right? And so we just want to know what, what it looks like. You know, in, how did it? You know, you know, how does it look like to be a missionary? And I, and I said to them, you know, uh, I think the best way, if you're being called as a missionary, you need to be trained. And the best thing that I can think of is for you. I want to invite you to be students at. Uh, the Bible Institute that we're starting, and at that point we haven't started the Bible Institute, uh, because if you come over to the Philippines and study at our Bible Institute, not only will you uh, experience the cross-cultural, you know, uh, immersion that all missionaries, uh, all who want to be missionaries in a cross-cultural environment need, you know, to go through, but you'll also uh, get your training, you know, in Bible. 
You're going to go through the whole Bible and all different ministries and practical skills. Uh, it's a complete training. And after the one year, you'll be prepared, whatever God's calling you. This is our, our, our vision for our school, is that whatever God's calling the student to be, either as a church planter, church worker, missionary, mm-hmm. uh, pastor, it will be, they will be prepared. Yeah. And, it, of course, it's, uh, being in ministry is a lifetime education anyway. So, but you, you can go out and, and, and start. It's a good start. Yes. It's definitely a good start. Yeah. It's because uh, you see a lot of people that they go to, you know, Bible college or seminary, and I mean, I can't tell you how many guys I know that went through seminary or Bible college, and they're not, they're not doing, they haven't done anything with it. No. They haven't done anything with it, and um, it's it's that practical, hands-on learning and doing. You get a feel for it. So when you graduate, you're not like, well, what do I do? You know, yeah. and it's. Exactly. I'm telling you right now. It's a huge difference. For me, I, I, when I got involved in ministry, I just started going through the Bible studies of Chuck Smith. And then, you know, I had these small little doors that opened to speak at a rehab here and there with three people, five people, whatever. It wasn't like this big, glamorous, you know, stages and big churches. It wasn't like that at all. It was very low key, me just sharing my faith. But I learned how to do it practically, and I saw and I kind of tagged along with people, and then it just kind of grew from there. But, I, there's no way I would have sat in a seminary or a Bible college for four years. Mm-hmm. I could see a program for one year, committing to that, learning and doing. I could have seen, I could have seen that, but there was nothing like that that I knew of at that time. So this is an awesome opportunity. So, so if I may, yeah, uh, go ahead. if there's anyone out there listening, yeah, uh, that you feel that God, you know, is calling you to ministry, uh, either as a missionary or church planter or pastor, and you don't know where to start. Uh, you know, the best thing I can think of for you to start is come come over and yeah. uh, and, and, and enroll at our school or any CBI. Uh, we mm-hmm. have many different locations, but here in the Philippines, you know, we're in Asia, we're in Southeast Asia, where uh, the people are so ripe, as Ryan said, so yes. ripe for the gospel. You know, uh, you just talk to, you know, anyone, and, and most likely that person will accept the Lord. Yeah. So we're very ripe, and uh, <laughs> we, we people uh, generally understand English and speak English. Yeah. So, yep. you know, you're not going to have a hard time. And uh, so, you know, come on, you know, and, and uh, we're invite, inviting you. I want to back that. It's, you know, like I was saying at the very beginning of the show, if you're just tuning in, that uh, Philippines is you, there's 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 some strongholds here. There's it's it's like as you said, it's the uh, gay capital of the world. So there's some strongholds here in Asia, but the harvest is ripe. Like if you want to come here and get your hands dirty and and get out and be with the people, the people are awesome. I didn't know anything about the Filipino people. They are so cool, and you could talk to anyone. And that's the hardest part about ministry. Is you know get a conversation going and be able to open up and talk to people. So this would be a perfect opportunity. It's awesome here. We're here. We love it. We're already working on trying to figure out how we can you know get the whosoever's uh, uh, a Filipino version started here to Amen. to help and piggyback and invade the schools Amen. and um, even coming back here and, and continuing the work here. I travel globally. Okay, guys. I'm as you know. I'm global in all different countries. And here, there is some major opportunities, some very, I mean, the fruit is you just shake the tree and it just falls off. It's like that ripe. It's, it's amazing. Amen. So, and, and here you have the church planning, you have the discipleship, going through the word, everything that you have is here. So I'd highly uh, recommend this school. And I don't do that much with most of my interviews, but this is, this is a thing that you should get involved with. Um, 
where do they go to even find you guys on internet? Yeah, we have uh, a website for our church planting. It's called 222cmn.org. CMN stands for Church Multiplication Network. Again, that's 222cmn.org. Uh, and our Bible Institute is uh, Calvary Bible Institute Luzon. Mm-hmm. That's spelled L-U-Z as in zebra, mm-hmm. O-N, dot O-R-G. Uh, again, that's Calvary Bible Institute Luzon dot O-R-G. That's our website for our mm-hmm. Bible Institute. And may I uh, give another invitation? Yeah. If you're a, a pastor mm-hmm. uh, listening or hearing this and uh, yeah. you want to do like a mission trip, you know, I know churches like to do mission trips. I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope yeah. You, you're a church that would yep. like to do mission trips because Absolutely. it's a great way to expose your people. Come on over to the Philippines. We, uh, uh, we, are, we love mission trips. We love people come and visit us and do partnering with us in ministry. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we are excited about that every time we have a, a visitor, a guest, you know, and, and maybe Ryan can talk to you how we treat our guests. We, yeah. we treat them like royalty. It's and, uh, awesome, and it, it is true. You should definitely uh, look into that. And if for some reason, if you missed that whole, um, the plugging of the website, just contact thewhosoevers.com. Contact us at our website, and we'll connect you via email. No worries. Just contact um, wherever, uh, you know, wherever we're at online, and we can make that happen. Okay, so we have nine minutes left of the show, and I'd love to have you encourage people. Um, you know, maybe there's some people out there right now that are, you know, they're just trying to figure out what, what am I going to do with my life? I want to be used by God. What, how would you encourage them? What are some steps that they should do or that they can do that could put them in that place to hear God's voice, to find the call in their life? you never asked. I love that question. <laughs> uh, again, if you are listening or watching and, you know, you have this you know, inkling, you, you, you have this stirring in your heart that God wants to move you, you know, God's calling you into something to serve Him, and you don't know what it is. You know, make that step of faith. Um, I, would, I would encourage you, you know, to, to come and, and enroll at our Bible Institute or, or any Calvary Bible Institute. It doesn't really matter. And you know why I say that is it's not because we want students here, because you're not going to lose anything. You know, if you get trained in the whole Bible, uh, in depth, and in all ministries, all, over, all around ministries, and you, you get all these trainings, you meet different people, uh, and you get immersed in a cross-culture, cultural environment, you're not, and, and you, you don't become a pastor, you don't become a church planter or a missionary, you don't lose anything. Nope. But you gain a lifetime yeah. of skills yep. and training, and maybe back home, you can be the one to encourage people to go. So, uh, again, that's the best thing I could think of to encourage anyone who may be being called. Yeah, you have, you have absolutely nothing to lose, yes. and you'll grow as a, as a person. It's only, it's only one it's year of life. investment in and your you know, life. Even like young guys, even, even, I mean, all ages or whatever, but even like people that just get out of high school and they're trying to figure out what to do, right? What am I going to do with my life? You know, leave, leave your surroundings. A lot of kids, these, these youngsters are caught up in all this noise and distractions around screen time and their friends and all this stuff, if they just can leave and see what the world has to offer. A lot of them are like depressed and suicidal because they think their life stinks and they're just stuck in America with just in this weird funk. Leave America. Come out here. See what see a whole new 
a whole new environment and I guarantee things will change in your life and, and see what God has for you. Your life will be changed. I'm telling you right now, 100%. So also another thing is what if there's uh, someone here right now that's, that's listening to the show and you know, they've been listening and they're just, you know, struggling on, um, you know, faith. What, what can one do to, to increase faith in their life? Cause they're like, man, I want to be used by God, but I just, I don't know if, if I could do it, they're just maybe they're battling with fear and faith. Can you can you maybe speak into both of those fear and faith to someone that's listening? Fear and faith. Um, I believe that uh, the best uh, thing for a Christian to uh, strengthen faith um, is is just uh, you know making that step. You know, even if you're doubting, you know, uh, just keep on moving forward one step at a time, baby steps. Don't listen to those whispers mm -hmm. uh, from the enemy that, no, no, don't do that or whatever. You know, just faith is really the, the definition of faith is trusting God, you know, for things you do not see. Mm -hmm. uh, because if you can see things clearly, you don't need faith, right? Yep. And so, you know, to increase your faith, you got to make baby steps of faith. Like what I, in my story, you know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I obeyed what God, I thought, was trying to call me to come back to the Philippines uh, you know, leave everything behind. That was a huge step of faith. That is huge. But, huge. You know, and, but I didn't know what I was gonna, getting into, yeah. but I had faith. Uh, it was a big step of faith. But you can make little steps of faith as well. Yeah, yeah, no, that was a, that was a huge like, step. Like, for example, if, you, if, you, if you're being stirred in your heart, mm -hmm. you know, uh, to, to come and, and uh, check us out, you know, and, or enroll, or maybe take a mission trip, you know, yeah. short term, or even by yourself, okay? Yeah. You know, if, if your church doesn't have a mission trip, we, we have people, actually, you have someone here who just flew in from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Just for this week. Right. Uh, to help us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, you know, and now he's thinking of living in the Philippines permanently because he loves it here. Wow. He loves to be part yeah. of our ministry. And so, you know, you can come here by yourself. Just you visit. Well, what about that? There's another girl that flew from the, yeah, the from another the, province from the south of the Philippines. Yeah, right. And she flew in just to come help out for the yes, week. Yes. So just make a visit. Yes. Hey, that's what we did. We're here visiting and we're like, yeah. OK, let's actually work on some more stuff. Yeah, know? and when you, you come and, and, and experience ministry with us or, you know, any, any ministry that's doing the Lord's work, mm -hmm. your faith will increase. Absolutely. You know, like, uh, I asked Brian one, one, uh, the other day when we were having a, a, a meeting, a fellowship with our CBI students, uh, all right, would you please share with us? I know God is using you in the supernatural, mm -hmm. you know, and one way to increase our faith, mm -hmm. even though we do not experience personally the supernatural mm -hmm. is to hear from others. Yeah. And so we heard, we were blessed because uh, Ryan shared a lot of stories mm -hmm. about how, you know, God has used him in the supernatural. This, the tour stories, just traveling around. Well, Jesus, uh, you know, we, we know this, I'm preaching the choir here, but Jesus says, uh, it said to the disciples, you receive power and the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. And it also says in Mark, you know, when you go out and you're his witness and you preach the gospel, these, these signs and wonders will follow. The supernatural will, events will follow, confirming what is said. What is said, it's what we're saying about Jesus. So Jesus just confirms he is God by backing it up. And, and if you put yourself in the situation of doing missions and church planning and going out and making yourself available to be used by God, 
He will do these things. If not, he's a liar, but he doesn't lie. You will see God work powerfully. And God uses this all very uniquely. And I, I don't know who was sharing that the other day. It might have been you about one is the toe or, or it was Jairus Hodge just talking about one's the toe, one's the eye. But it's a body and we all work together and God uses us in our unique lanes. And you don't have to, you never need to get jealous of how God's using other people because everyone, you, God uses everyone in their own unique ways, the way he designed them and the plans that he has for them. But that unit together, like the Spartans of, of uh, like the movie 300, they, they were few, but they worked in a unit and they would lock they would lock their shields and they would have their swords on the right. And the way they were connected together, the enemy couldn't penetrate. And that's the way it is when you're in the Great Commission and you're doing church planning. Like you were saying, there's a target on your back. You need to be in unified, united in Christ and locked arms, locked shoulders, having the spiritual war, uh, having the spiritual armor on and going to war because you're going against the enemy. But what you're doing is you're setting the captives threes through a relationship with Jesus Christ is leading them to Christ. And then as they accept Christ, they receive the Holy Spirit. They receive the forgiveness of sins. And then they go from being planted on one side of eternity to the other. And that's what it's all about. Why? Jesus, the King is coming. Jesus is coming. Any day now, the workers are few. The harvest is ripe, but the workers are few. So pray for the harvest. And yeah. that's it. We got, we got 30 seconds left. Go for it's it. It's interesting, you know, because uh, I wanted, as my last words, uh, is to just encourage everyone about the la- last days. Yeah. You know, we are in the last days. Actually, we are in the last few seconds, yep. I, believe, I believe, of human history. The Lord Jesus is coming very soon, mm-hmm. and there's no time to waste. And that is why, you know, every, I believe every Christian should be involved in church planting because it is the most effective way to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, support church plant work, you know, uh, pray for church planters, get, get out there, you know, study at a Bible Institute, mm-hmm. support uh, missionaries, uh, you know, just go visit, you know, even by yourself, organize in your church a mission trip, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just do something because the Lord Jesus is coming soon. We cannot afford to just keep idle, you know, and, and just be mindful of our own thing, you know, our own selves. It's not about us now. It's uh, never it's been about us. It's about Jesus coming very soon. So let's get busy. Let's get busy. I'm with you 100%. Well, we, I love you guys. Thank you for being, just, you know, tuning in every week with us. Again, go to Ryan Reese Official on my YouTube channel. Click subscribe. Get years and years of radio shows, all kinds of awesome Interviews, artists, musicians, pastors, missionaries, um, human trafficking. I mean, everything's there. And we do a lot of uh, questions and answers, too. Those are always fun. I bring in like four different pastors. And it's like the Wild West because you never know what you're going to get. But it's all available there. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. This has been The Ryan Reese Show. To connect and find out more about Ryan. Click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for The Ryan Reese Show. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening.